It's July 20th, 2018, and as always, it's knitting and running in 30 minutes or less. I'm Windswept Monique, and you can find me under that name on Instagram and Ravelry, or as Windswept Knits on Twitter, and at windsweptknits.com. Segments this week include FOs, whips, knitting fail, spinning, running, and running talk. Here we go. Well, I do have FOs this week. I'm very excited uh, to build off of what I did last week. Those 52-stitch socks are now finished, finished, finished. That's a reference to Jasmine from the Knitmore Girls. And if you are not currently listening to their podcast, you should. Jasmine and Gigi are marvelous. To get back to the socks, I've completely finished them. The ends are woven in, and I have worn them around the house for all of five minutes, because it's been in the upper 80s degrees here, and it's just you know, too warm for painted socks. But they are complete, and they fit, and I'm really excited, and I finally have a pair of socks with negative ease. Yay! <laughs> I do have another FO. I know, only a week later, I'd actually have a real proper FO. And there's my cat in the background saying hello. Hi, dubs. Okay, sorry, cat's lying down now. Hopefully she will be now be a silent watcher and not a vocal one. She's the louder of our two cats. Back to the shawl. I finished the Changing Staircases shawl by Jenga Knits, and this is a shawl inspired by the Harry Potter books, the way the staircases at Hogwarts are constantly changing. I worked on it in Musu, which is a 100% bamboo yarn from the Fiber Lady. I picked that up at Stitches United this past spring over in, um, in Hartford, Connecticut. The shawl is done and ready to wear to a wedding next weekend. I'm really happy with it. The yarn is beautiful. It's a lace weight yarn. It's very thin, but it it came out gorgeous. And since it's 100% bamboo, the drape is just beautiful. And uh, it turns out it perfectly matches the dress that I decided to buy for the wedding. Or I should say, I ordered a dress to wear for the wedding and for an upcoming vacation, not even realizing that I was thinking about the shawl. And when the dress arrived, I took a look at the shawl and said, huh, they are like a perfect match for each other, the colors. And I totally did not plan it that way, but it's going to work out great. I'm very excited. Whips. So works in progress. I haven't worked on too many things this week because I did finish the shawl. Uh, last night, I, or two nights ago, I cast on a new shawl, a hitchhiker shawl in some ancient stash. I've got a two, two and a half maybe two and three quarters skeins of Deborah Norville's Serenity Garden yarn in the gems colorway. Uh, it's been, you know, s- sitting in a drawer for years at this point. Many, many years. I started this two nights ago so that I would have some knitting to bring to the Lindsay Sterling and Evanescence concert. I got my husband some tickets to the show for Father's Day this year. And the concert was at an outdoor covered pavilion. Uh, so I knew I'd have a lot of daylight because the show didn't start till 7. And this time of year, it, it doesn't get dark till almost 8 o'clock-ish or so, maybe a little bit after. So I have a, a little while. I knew I'd have a little while with some sunlight coming in. So I cast on a new shawl, and I wanted some very non-sharp needles so they would make it through the security checks, the bag checks. I used a set of very dull size 5 wooden interchangeable needles. So in the worst-case scenario, these didn't cost a fortune. Worst case scenario, I could unscrew them and hand them over to the security guard and not have to walk all the way back to the car if the security lines were crazy long. 
Well, it turns out we lucked out we got there at just the right time. The security lines were not long. They were very short and quick, and we were through bag check in about a minute and a half. And the needles were allowed through, so I was quite happy. And I got to knit on those till the sun went down, and we had a great time. And it was a great concert. I highly recommend both Lindsay Sterling and Evanescence. I'd never seen Lindsay in concert before. Uh, I've seen a bunch of her videos. She's a very talented violinist. She's amazing. I had seen Evanescence about 15 years ago, and they're just as good now as they were then. I would definitely recommend seeing either group. My second work in progress is my 52-stitch sock, and that is, or I should say, my new 52-stitch sock. That is in Plymouth Yarns Diversity in the fruity colorway, which is white with stripes of green, yellow, orange, pink, and purple. I turned the heel on the first sock and discovered something interesting, which leads me to knitting fail. Turns out that my 52-stitch sock is really 50 stitches. And I didn't realize that till I was doing the fish lips kiss heel, and the numbers weren't adding up while I was sitting at my son's swimming lessons. And yeah, I must have recounted the stitches on those needles. I don't know how many times to make sure, but yes, I, I really only have... 50 stitches, which explains why the heel wasn't, you know, the numbers of, of, and the heel weren't quite adding up. If you've done a fish lips kiss heel, you, you basically break your heel up into thirds. I'm not going to give you special sauce on how it works, but you know approximately how many stitches you have worked and how many stitches you have left unworked. And the numbers were not adding up right. Well, that's because I thought I was going to have 26 stitches on each needle, and I had 25. So, yeah, no wonder things weren't quite adding up. So I you know, ripped the heel back that I had done and started over, and it's working fine, and it's still fitting. So I'm, I'm not going to complain. It looks like this yarn is a little bit, I don't want to say looser, but it's got a lot more elastic to it than the yarns that I'm used to working with for a sock yarn. Um, and But it's, you know, I'm enjoying working with it. The sock is turning out great, and hopefully it keeps fitting. I, I only just turned the heel, so I, you know, I don't have the whole ankle. I find that you know, you, you got to get the ankle right, at least for me. I have um, I have scrawny little ankles. So trying to get those ankles to fit so they don't just, the sock doesn't fall down into my shoe is a lot of the key to me for having a good sock. So we'll see how this works in this new yarn. I'm excited to go forward with it. On to spinning. Well, we are winding up the Tour de Fleece. It ends tomorrow. I am definitely not going to make my 16-ounce goal, but that's okay. I am still having fun. I'm roughly about 10 ounces in, and I have three bobbins of cotton full and ready to ply, and I can't wait. I uh, need to take some stuff off my ply bobbin that I uh, plied up oh, a couple months ago now, but that's okay. You know, who's counting? I can add that to Stash Dash and then start plying this new cotton and then add that to Stash Dash, so it's all going to be good. I am hoping to make at least a dent in the last six ounces of cotton tonight and tomorrow, but we'll see. It's as time allows, and we've got some family plans coming up this weekend. But, you know, ten ounces in two weeks, not too shabby. I, I gotta say, I am pretty proud of myself. I'm, I'm happy. Running. So, no running again this week, but I have been doing a lot of cross-training and just general fitness. I've been in the pool twice just since the last time I recorded. Also been hopping on the rowing machine. I'm trying to get my core and my arms in shape to get into a kayak later this summer, which is, you know, I do not have a lot of upper body strength, so kayaking leaves me sore for days afterwards, and I'm trying to avoid that this time and plan ahead. I have done lots of walking, and we are planning hiking with my boys next week. 
now that my little guy is, um, his legs are long enough, we've done some hiking, and he even did a roughly 1.3 mile hike with a few weeks ago, that's about 2k, with my parents and I, and he did great, and he loved it, he had so much fun, you know, we took it slow, we had a shady trail, brought water and some snacks, he had a blast. He was very excited because he's he's been hiking with us many times in a backpack or we've gone on a flat trail. We've pushed the jogging stroller sort of thing. But this was his first real big boy hike and he was so excited. So we've done a few more since then. And I think I'm going to try taking both my boys to a local, mostly flat trail, not too far from our home and get a couple hikes in next week, especially in the mornings before the heat really kicks in. We've got some lovely little trails near us. So, running talk. I thought I would talk a little bit about runners and knees. Uh, this is a subject that comes up a lot, especially one that runners hear about from non-runners, which I find amusing. There's a myth out there that runners destroy their knee, their knees, and I want to tell you that it's really just actually a myth. Analysis of people who have run for decades show that runners who run a moderate amount have very healthy knees and very strong cartilage in their knees. Now, people who run a lot, professional runners, people who run a ton of marathons, often do cause knee damage. But for the average folks like you and I, we are very unlikely to completely destroy our knees, which is good. That being said, lots of runners do end up with knee injuries. I know I've talked on the podcast, I have knee issues, and this isn't exactly what happens to me. My, my knee issues predate my running, quote-unquote, career by nearly 10 years. But the issues I have are treated in a similar way to what you would consider a runner's knee injury. So first things first. If you have recurring knee pain, please go see your doctor. Do not wait for it to get worse. Do not ignore it. Your knees are very important. As the saying goes, be kind to your knees. You'll miss them when they're gone. I can fully attest to that. If you're having any kind of recurring pain or any kind of sharp acute pain, go see your doctor now. If you're looking for ways to strengthen your knees, I'm going to give you a few exercises and talk about a few very inexpensive tools you can buy to help. Knee pain is often, though not always, caused by muscle imbalances. Or I should say chronic knee pain, not acute, but that kind of dull ache that never quite goes away. That's often caused by a muscle imbalance which means basically that one side of your muscles, tendons, ligaments is pulling on your knee more than the opposite side. So it's starting to pull things out of alignment and that's why it hurts. One exercise that you can do to strengthen all parts of your of the muscles, tendons, and ligaments around your knee is to do leg lifts. Good old fashioned leg lifts, no, no technology, no equipment required are great. You can actually do leg lifts in four different ways to work all sides of your legs. You can lie on your back and lift your leg up to work your quads in the front of your thigh. Lie on your side and then lift the top leg to work the adductors, that group of muscles, tendons, etc. on the outside of your leg. Similarly, lie on your side and lift the bottom leg to work your adductors, that's all the muscles and everything on the inside, your, your inner thighs essentially. Lastly, lie on your stomach and lift your leg to work your hamstrings and your glutes. Boom! You just work most of the soft tissues around your knees. You know, start small. If you haven't done these, do 10 reps from each position for each leg. You know, let your legs rest the next day. Then the next, the third day, do 10 more. Gradually work up so you're doing, you know, several of them on each side. You know, a couple sets of 10, a couple sets of 20. You just want to feel like your muscles are working 
you don't want to push yourself too hard. If doing these exercises cause pain, if if you're doing a simple leg lift with no added weights, no resistance bands, and you're getting pain, you should also go see your doctor. Another exercise you can do is called a clamshell. And you're basically working yourself like a hinge as if a clam opening and closing its shell. Lie on your side, bend your knees to a 90 degree angle, and then bring your knees slightly in front of you. Now, keeping your feet touching each other, lift your knee up and back down again. So your feet essentially are kind of acting like the hinge of the clamshell. And that works your piriformis muscle, as well as a few other things in your hip. And those are some very important muscles. And strengthening your piriformis muscle uh, can be very, very helpful in helping your knees. There seems to be a correlation between having runner's knee and weak piriformis and adductor type muscles. In terms of a few items you can purchase cheaply that can help you if you have knee problems, the first one I would highly recommend, and both physical therapists I've worked with in recent years also highly recommend, getting a foam roller if you have knee problems. You can roll out all the muscle groups that I mentioned earlier when we talked about leg lifts, so your, your quads in the front of your leg, your adductors on the inside of your thigh, your abductors on the outside of your thigh, and even your hamstrings and your glutes. Not quite as effective for your glutes, but you, it can be done. So foam rolling can be uncomfortable, but as we talked about in a previous episode, it really helps. The foam roller relaxes and lengthens tight muscles. So if you have one set of muscles that's really tight pulling on your knee, you can roll, relax that tightness, and that will help the muscle imbalance. Foam rollers can be gotten at your local sporting goods store, 20 to $30. You can probably find them cheaper online. It definitely will. Um, will help you. I really recommend it. And um, so as we talked about with um, the weak muscles on the outside of your leg, like the piriformis and IT band, I highly recommend you get a loop style exercise resistance band. You can actually usually get these uh, set of five costs, I think 10 to $15 on Amazon, and they last for years, as long as your kids aren't, you know, using them and swinging off them or something like that. They're basically loops of an elasticy, the latexy material. I'm, I'm not sure what it actually is made out of. And you often get sets of five, each a different color. Each color is a different strength. And you can use these to make your leg workouts like your clamshells and your leg lifts a little bit harder. And then um, this strengthens your muscle even more because now your, your body is fighting a little bit more resistance, not just gravity, not just your own body weight. And the great thing about these is if, you know, you're, you're traveling somewhere or you don't have a lot of space in your apartment, these things are tiny. You can just, you know, fold them up and stuff them in a drawer. They don't take up hardly any space at all, much less space than a foam roller does. Plus, they're very inexpensive and last for a really long time. Well, that's it for today. We're keeping it short and sweet. For recording schedules, I will, let's just go ahead and say I will not be recording next week. We've got a bunch of plans going on with my boys. We're going to go hiking and go to the zoo and go to our local our town. has a lovely local splash pad and stuff, so I will not be recording next week. I plan on coming back with a recording the week after that, which would be at the very beginning of August. So I hope you all are having a excellent summer if you're up here in the Northern Hemisphere or a nice cozy winter if you're a bit further south than us. And I will talk to you in two weeks. Keep those legs and needles moving. Bye-bye.